Newsflash LT, the 2016 Wellness Summit is confirmed. Pop into your diary and get your tickets now at the super early bird rate. Be there on September 10th and 11th in Melbourne with 1,000 other like-minded wellness enthusiasts. And for a limited time, purchase your ticket at this incredible rate. Up until Christmas Day, five Wellness Summit tickets are yours for the price of two. That's better than two for one. That's two and a half for one. Bring a leg, bring an arm, bring your wellness tribe for less than 120 bucks per ticket for a never-seen-before format of the summit. And even better, every ticket purchased before Christmas goes into an incredible draw to win one ticket to the 2016 Wellness Breakthrough. I cannot believe we're actually giving this away. It's worth $3,000. Get excited, people. Get very excited. To get access to the biggest and best wellness summit ever and enter this special Christmas draw, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Mums the Word. My guest on this episode is Jennifer Mercier, and uh, Jen has a passion for serving women with fertility issues, with pelvic pain and general wellness matters, uh, with holistic breast care and newborn infant craniosacral balancing. Jen has many talents. She's a healer, a teacher, a mother, a midwife, a director, producer, an author, a naturopath, and a practitioner. It's very exciting to have Jen on this episode, and more so for her to be able to share with you all the exciting things that she's doing around birth, but also um, to explain a lot more about her special technique that she's developed. So enjoy the episode. So Jen, thanks for joining us on this episode. I have to be honest, I've been looking forward to this so much since we connected last year in Washington. We've only had little interactions here and there, and now we actually get to have you for a big space of time. So I have told the listeners a little bit about you and your bio, but um, please do tell us a little bit more about yourself and and you, the mum. And yeah, we'd like to get to know you more as a person. Yeah, thank you for having me. So so thrilled to be here with you and your listeners today. I I am a mom. I am um, a mom of Claire, who's four, and Seth, who is eighteen months old, and uh, struggled with fertility challenges myself. And uh, was able to successfully help myself by using my own therapy, which was pretty amazing. I mean, it was a really tough case. But anyway, I'm a mama and um, I'm an educator. My newest um, venture is documentary film producer and director, and that film will be released for, for public viewing in 2016. So that's really exciting. Um, you can take a look at that at merciermovie.com. You can watch the trailer and just kind of get familiar with the project. Um, it's about fertility and, uh, you know, how the world views fertility care from a medical perspective and what a fallacy, what a, a fallacy and fantasy world it is. So anyhow, um, that's amazing. I mean, I'm already, I already don't know where to go to from there. I mean, movie and documentary, it's just, yeah, your, your <laughs> list of attributes is, um, is very big. So, okay. Tell us, I mean, now I didn't actually know about your fertility, um, path, path to pregnancy. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what got you into the work. And, um, I mean, I'm not just going to start working on my belly unless I know what I'm doing. So there's obviously some background there. So maybe you could share a little bit about that you know, just in depth more about that, um, that path and, and, and how that eventuated for you. 
Sure. In my undergraduate, I was preparing to go to medical school and uh, I actually took a job with the Center for Human Reproduction in Chicago. It was a large reproductive endocrinology clinic and I was a clinician. I was 19 years old. I was doing semen analysis and interuterine insemination and assisting in HSG and egg retrieval, embryo transfer for IVF. So I was learning the ropes back then because my intention was to go to med school, do an OBGYN residency, and then a fellowship in reproductive medicine. And I saw how flawed the system was back then. And that was the early 90s. You know, so many women would undergo so many different um, medical approaches from injectables to IVF and fail time and time again and become poor in the process and even, you know, lose their partner in the process because it was just such a rigorous time in their life. And, you know, I noticed that these women weren't centered and they weren't, you know, focusing on the relationship or focusing on anything but uh, having a baby. And I understand how they feel, how they felt. Um, so ultimately, I, I went to massage therapy school the last year of my undergrad and I really liked it. And from there, I learned about doulas and midwives. So I started to do midwifery training by apprentice and went all over the world to different uh, birth centers and trained with different midwives, which was such an awesome, awesome experience. Um, and then went to naturopathic school, studied primary care and botanical medicine. And um, ultimately, when it came down to you know, my own endometriosis and trying to curtail the symptoms and uh, pain from that, I started working on myself using a deep visceral technique that, you know, I've, I'd kind of come up with on my own, honestly. I started working and it was very painful and um, I just kept going. And as I kept going, I noticed that the pain was diminishing and, you know, never used Lupron or anything to suppress my cycles after all three laparoscopic surgeries that I had to remove the endometriosis, rather just kept going with periods. And, and, um, you know, as the endometriosis was more and more aggressive, I just kept working more and more and more. And, um, I mean, I've, I'd been able to manage my own endometriosis. So I knew I was onto something. And, and then I wrote a curriculum, I started teaching it and then implementing it into my practice and miracles were happening. Literally, miracles were happening. So, um, very, very, very happy with, uh, with the work and serving women. I mean, what a blessing. I, I don't know what to even say. I mean, it's just, wow. I mean, that path, that path that you took, it's yeah. And, and the fact that I guess now you see there's a reason for everything. I mean, you know, we all, we sort of come full circle and realize why we had to go through those hardships and, and learn what we had to learn and you even on a personal level as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. You did touch on something about um, saying that they were so poor and, and that's something that I just wanted to come back to is that poor, you're just drained. I mean, not even financially. It's just I remember my um, my period, um, my time when I was trying to get pregnant. I mean, you just don't stop thinking about it all day. It's, it's right. on your mind all day and, you know, you try, you have to put on a brave face and pretend that it's not, but that's actually all you can think of. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, and I luckily – didn't even have to pay for it in the, in the Dutch um, system, thank God. And there wasn't even that financial pressure. But, you know, I had to, 
I mean, even in, with my work being a chiropractor, I had to go, you know, to an insemination and organize that around ovulation and clients and somehow not let people know that I had to be in a whole other city having that done. I mean, it was just, there's so much pressure on, and I know it from my experience and, 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 and I also, I can see that full circle now with, you know, obviously what I'm doing as well is that when you can actually put yourself in the shoes of that person, there's a lot of empathy and understanding and all you want to do is help people. I mean, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. The compassion piece is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I get women with so many, um, so many different backgrounds from sexual trauma to sexual dysfunction, um, to shame, to extreme vulnerability, to, you know, to whatever it might be and, or marital issues. And, you know, you just can't help but show compassion in, in your service. And, I mean, my practice is very much a ministry and I, I, I love what I do, but yeah, I mean, when I worked for the reproductive clinic, I saw women sell their furniture, sell their car, second mortgage, their home, just to do one more IVF cycle, just to fail. And it was yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it heartbreaking. is. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps as you say that and my eyes are welling up. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's so raw. So, so let's delve a little bit deeper into, um, what the actual technique involves. I mean, I, I let you, you know, we, we exchanged a little bit of services that day in Washington. I adjusted you and you said, let me, let me just try a little bit. And I mean, that was, I think shy was about to turn 12 months and I hadn't had a period and I got my period. I told you the next day. So whether it's coincidence <laughs> or, or something, I don't know if I was grateful or not at that point, but there's something to it. And uh, I remember it was, it was not gentle. Um, no, you know, and I, and it's I had a- what I believe no actual issues per se. Um, but, yeah, tell us a little bit more about yeah what what clients go through and obviously who's coming to you. Sure. Well, it's not a massage. It's not a spa treatment. And sometimes when I get women coming in to see me, um, they're they're very surprised at that's one word. They, that's one word. <laughs> they're very surprised at what they receive, and uh, um, I mean it's deep visceral work with a focus on the pelvic organs, the bladder, the uterus, the ovaries. Um, I can't feel the tubes. Nobody can feel the tubes unless they have, or see the tubes unless they have ultrasound on the end of their fingers. But we address um, the musculature and all the surrounding ligaments. And uh, I mean, I mean, I'm I sure know, we're... I know what you mean when you say visceral. I'm not sure the listeners do. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about deep stuff. We're not talking about... Like, yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a massage. It's nothing superficial on your belly. It's very, very deep. I mean, if you think about your pelvis, you think about the abdomen and the layers in which we have to manipulate to get to the layer of the organs. It's deep. I mean, are we talking like some women digits on the finger or three? I mean, oh, how, how deep yeah. are you digging in? You know? Yeah. Well, it depends on what position the uterus is in too. You yeah. know, where do I have to reach to get it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm really getting in there. And I always tell my gals, you know, after their first session, even after their their consult and evaluation, they're going to be sore the next couple of days. I do remember I have women that. that. I do yeah. remember that. You did warn me. You did warn me. So yeah. <laughs> I always do. Yeah. Never want to be a surprise. No. Never want to have it be a surprise. Yeah. Especially if but you've got bruises on your belly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. That does happen. But that's what it is. I mean, it's it's uh, intentional, tangible work. Yeah, where you're going to feel that something was actually done to you. And right, so you got your period the next day. I have women with amenorrhea that come to me, haven't had periods in months, and then start to get 
something going because, you know, maybe they've shut off their awareness, their attention from their belly button to their pubic bone because they've had painful periods or sexual trauma or surgery or whatever they've had done there. And they just shut the energy and attention off. So when you go there with intention, they're focusing their energy there again, yeah, you know, absolutely. and they're, they're feeling something. So it's not unusual to, to get, you know, to get your menses going after a manipulation session. I mean, even after 15 minutes, it's so, not unusual. So we're talking, obviously, people that are you know wanting to have a baby, but we're obviously, there's a whole gamut of clientele that you've got. So what what type of women are coming? Yeah. So fertility uh, primarily, but I, I work with women that have pelvic pain as well. Mm-hmm. Pelvic pain from, you know, pathologies from diseases like endometriosis or past history of pelvic inflammatory disease from um, infection. Uh, women that are suffering from secondary fertility challenges due to primary C-section scar tissue, even women that have just, you know, they've, they've had a C-section, um, you know, they might've had a vaginal birth and then a C-section and are suffering from, from pain at the site of the scar. And women will say, my scar looks beautiful, but I can feel stuck. I can feel something stuck underneath. Yeah. And I'll say, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the scar looks great, but underneath the scar, it's like an iceberg. You know, you don't know where, where that, that scar tissue has, you know, in like where the scar tissue has gone. So many layers, of course. So many layers and things get glued together and then the bladder becomes involved. And, um, you know, then you've got pelvic floor dysfunction and, and possibly bowel involvement. And, you know, so it's, I see women that, that have all sorts of pelvic issues from bladder, um, bladder, yeah, bladder, bowel, fibroids, um, cystic masses on their ovaries, um, pre and post gynecologic surgery, women that have had hysterectomy because, you know, you remove an organ, something has to prolapse into its space like the bowels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you end up with rectocele, cystocele pressure in the pelvic floor. And, you know, you have to work, you have to work. So we work very intentionally through the abdomen deeply, um, for a series of six sessions, which is one, one hour per treatment. And it, it's like magic. And then, you know, I have some women that have endo and they'll come in and, um, do a a maintenance treatment once a month or once every two months. And it keeps them at bay. You know, they're not having to take narcotics to control their pain or even over the counter stuff, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. And so when you say six sessions, I mean, you just said people are coming in once a month, maybe for maintenance, where would those six sessions fall? Are we talking about every second day or that's too intense? And I mean, just so the listeners and I, I can know. Sure. I have women that fly in from out of state and out of, out of the country to see me, to do my, my treatment. And they, I'll do like a four day wrap it up kind of weekend, 90 minute sessions back to back. per day four consecutive days or women that are local, I'll do one hour treatment sessions per week for six weeks, okay. you know, and it, it yeah. doesn't seem to matter if we condense it or draw it out. You just got to you know, get the work done basically. Just got to get the work done. And unless there's a, a, a pelvic surgery after the work or um, there's a fall or an accident or something that would displace those organs again, then the work sticks. Okay. Wow. You know, there's really no reason to redo anything. And and can they be doing that in conjunction with some other fertility treatment or are there any side effects or things that they, you know, just some contraindications? 
So contraindications, uh, people that have any active pelvic uh, infection, I, I can't work on. Women that have IUDs put into place, I can't work on. Um, women that have endometriosis and are menstruating, I don't work on. I don't want to further spread the adhesions around the um, pelvic uh, pelvic viscera. Mm-hmm. Um, but women that are going to undergo medical fertility treatments, I would recommend that they come in and they do a preparatory um, preparatory work. I mean, you don't just sign up to run a 26-mile mar- marathon uh, and then show up the day of the marathon without doing any, you know, preparatory work. So I say if women need to have, um, if women need to have, uh, you know, a medical, more medically interven- intervened on fertility treatment, then I, I suggest that they come in um, to see prep. me. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, obviously, but the, the finances involved, you want, I mean, even if there's not finances involved, in my experience, you want to know that you've got optimum, you know, optimum chances and have done everything. Oh, you, yeah. That's where you're going in from nutrition to, you know, I mean, obviously, anywhere, you know, sleep and social and stresses, you want to get those out of your life. So you can just focus oh, yeah. on creating space for, for a baby, you know. And um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so when, I mean, you just listed so much in your history of what led you to it. When, when did you actually start this therapy? I mean, how many years has this been going on? I mean, now you're at documentary level and instructor training. And I mean, how many years have you been doing it? So, uh, I started teaching in 2006 mm-hmm. and I started implementing it into my practice in 04. Mm-hmm. So good 12 years. So that was the naturopathic practice or that was the midwifery? Uh, I was delivering babies for 12 years. So I started that in 1998 and then, um, I stopped, I stopped attending births two years ago this last May. Mm-hmm. I can't be on call anymore with two little kids. No, it's just too much for me. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So it, it all kind of overlapped each other. You know, while I was doing deliveries, I primarily just did prenatal exams and stuff in my office. And then when I stopped, I went predominantly to the pelvic work. Yeah. Um, but I was still doing the pelvic work while I was delivering babies, yeah. you know? So, yeah, so there's a bit of an overlap there from when I was catching babies to you know, just exclusively doing um, pelvic work. And somewhere in there, you've also managed to write a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I released my book uh, in 2010 uh, at the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association in DC. And it's called Women's Optimal Pelvic Health with Mercier Therapy. It's a short little book, but it's um, it's got some cases in it. And it was my first book and I'm I'm working on my second one. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. With two kids as well. I mean, amazing. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask as well, maybe, I mean, you've got such a history related with birth. There must be something that, you know, drives you and, um, you know, gets you up to do, to do what you do every day. I mean, obviously there's the personal experience, but you know, what got you to being a midwife in the first place? I mean, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I just found pregnancy to be fascinating um, I took a course in uh, body work for the childbearing year with Kate Jordan, and she was amazing. She's an amazing instructor. So um, in that training, she talked about doulas and supporting women in birth, and um, I became a doula right away. I became a doula, and then I became a monotrice, and then um, and then I thought, I just I just got to be the midwife. So that's when I started my midwifery training, um, and. 
believe it or not, I uh, delivered my first baby at the Victoria Jubilee Hospital in Jamaica in 1996. And I said, I'm never going to do this again. I, I was so frightened. But then my instructor came in and got me and she said, no, you're here for a reason. Get out here. Okay. <laughs> so, so what is a monotrice? Cause I have no idea. I've never even heard that Mono- before. Yeah, sure. Monotrice is uh, somebody that, well, in essence is a doula. So labor, labor support, emotional and physical labor support, but they also can do cervical checks and, um, blood pressure, things like that. A few more medical, uh, tools in the, in the tool bag, they, they can do pretty much anything that a midwife would do, except they don't catch the baby. So you literally went through all the steps and somehow there must've been a little bit of resistance. Oh, I'm so close to being a midwife. You know, it's like, you know, some people just jump in and do midwifery, but you just had to put your toe in and then you sort of went up to your knee and then you just jumped right in. Had to, had to, it was the best, best thing ever. I mean, the families that I served, so dear, so priceless. I mean, the the relationships are priceless and we still are in touch today. And I mean, what a, an amazing experience to be a part of a family as they're having their baby. Yeah. So, yeah, no. so, so sweet. Yeah, I, I remember the, the last few deliveries I did, um, my daughter was really tiny. She was a baby and I would bring her to postpartum visits. So I would, you know, catch a baby and then, and then bring Claire with, um, when she was like four or five months old and, you know, I'd lay her on the bed while I was examining the new baby. And it was just, I mean, who gets those great experiences? I just so thankful for that. Yeah. And there's something so normal about that too. I don't know if it's the right word, but there's just something, yeah, human about it, you know? Yeah. Um, It's primal. Yeah. Yeah. It's primal. Exactly. So have you got a quote or an affirmation then? surrounding birth or, you know, I'd love to hear, um, how you apply it in your life and, and yeah, it's meaning to you. Probably yeah. got 50 million, but <laughs> this is one of my favorite though. Healing is a matter of time, but it's also sometimes a matter of opportunity and that's by Hippocrates. And it's so true because, um, it is, I mean, it is just a timing thing. If you're, if your mind is set on healing, um, then great. If it's not, then I don't think that the opportunity for the right person to care for you will, will present itself. Yeah. So we've got to be in the right. ready, the teacher appears kind of, I mean, you it's actually, betcha. it's one of the chiropractic, you know, one of the 33 principles that healing takes time, you know, it does. And yeah. that's a simple way to say it, but it's, um, you know, that's, yeah, that's one of our principles as well. So it doesn't happen it does. overnight and, and the work needs to be done actually. Yeah. And in anything. And if you take the shortcut, then it doesn't get done correctly. And, um, you're, I mean, then the work probably won't even last if you're taking the shortcut. Yeah, exactly. Short term, short term gratification is always very different than long term gratification. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So the the podcast is really, I mean, obviously it's global. I'm speaking with you in the US and I've got, you know, Dutch uh, guests and of course Australian and, you know, I'm, I mean, my, my, my philosophy was really that even in the struggles to get pregnant or just being a new mom, that we're really, we're really not so different all around the world. And we have similar struggles and and concerns. And I guess, you know, it's also human if you share maybe sometimes that you struggled either personally or professionally. And, and obviously the reason I want you to share is so that, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel and um, you can share what you learned and, and what was the result. Is there anything you have to share? 
Absolutely. Here I am, the midwife, and expecting our first baby, planned a home birth, had the birth tub, the birth, the birth kit, everything set up, ready to go, just to find out at 39 weeks and four days that our baby was breech. Yeah, good times. So <laughs> ended up with a C-section. So here's the midwife planning this home birth, ending up with a C-section. What a bummer. Yeah, probably I, so much judgment, self-criticism there. Oh, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. But, you know, that's okay. Baby was healthy, and that's all that mattered. And um, I healed okay. And But still, I had then stage 4 endometriosis with three pelvic surgeries behind me in the past. And trying to recover from a C-section was really, really intense pelvic pain. And so once I had recovered from the, the C-section, um, I did a lot of work on myself, which was very helpful. And then when we had our second baby, I tried to V-back and my water broke at 38 weeks. I labored for 16 hours, but he never came down. So I ended up with a second C-section. So you know what? I, I feel for women that, that have C-sections and um, uh, I, I don't judge. I used to judge. I used to judge. I have to be completely honest. Like, geez, you didn't need a C-section, but you know what? I, I think that a lot of C-sections could be prevented, but I think if you give women the space to do what they need to do, um, you know, we, and, 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 and tell them that it's okay that, you know, labor is labor. I mean, it's not easy, it's labor, but if you give them the proper support, you can, you know, you can have magical, beautiful births. But in my case, where I was expecting to have a home birth with my daughter, I just, you know, yeah. whatever, I had to just let go and let it be, let it be what it is. But and I'm so sure there's lessons of, you know, really got you to where you are today. And I mean, I mean, it's not the oh, nicest yeah. path, of course, but um, yeah. like you said, that compassion and, and placing yourself in client's shoes, I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, of course you can. Um, you did touch on something though, and um, I guess it's important for listeners to know that breached baby does not equal C-section. So of course, there's right. different there's different um, positions that are maybe uh, that a baby may be um, laying in. I've had many clients um, birth breached babies uh, naturally as well, and it always is under the okay of of the of the um, obstetrician and gynecologist dealing with them and some is like absolutely no choice and and other others like a footling you know these days it's not you're not really given that much choice um and with cord prolapse and things like that as risks you know everyone has to listen to the experts but definitely um you know having been around the birth world a lot in holland over recent years there are birth breach teams and it is a lost art um but i just thought i'd touch on people that it doesn't equal um, c-section and it would be important for people to educate themselves what are their options and breach doesn't always mean mean c-section of course i cannot not mention the webster technique um oh yeah as of it's course. particularly relevant i know you're a big fan of chiropractic and you know we, oh, yeah. we tend to see a lot of um uh, women with breech babies and and not that it's a breech technique by any means but it is a, a pelvic balancing technique and a space providing technique and it's an opportunity for a baby to get into the proper position i too know that pressure because as a chiropractor i i think i think I think my second was um, breach probably till about, mm, I don't know, maybe 35, 37 weeks. I don't remember anymore. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a chiropractor who knows Webster. How could I have a breech baby? I mean, you know, how could that be? And, you know, just that pressure. And, I mean, I was really dependent to just do it vaginally anyway because of the benefits. And, of course, if you had no choice, you have no choice. But um, 
I just thought I'd mention that for the listeners out there in whatever country they're in to do the investigation and the research and see, see that they do have options and to maybe seek oh, yeah. out a Webster practitioner in, you know, in chiropractic and, um, and even um, maybe change birth teams who are willing to give them more choice and scope. Um, I don't think there's anywhere in the world where you can have a breech birth at home. Um, so you would have been at the hospital anyway, but um, there are options there. So yeah. I, I, he, I do hear Claire in the background and this is, this is your oh, yeah. mom and that, let's just be real about it. I mean, yeah, this happens. I, you know, I've had a few calls had to be interrupted with little ones crying in the middle of the night on US calls and that's totally fine. This is real and this is what mums <laughs> need to know, you know, and um, this is how life goes, working mums and, and professionals in birth. Uh, yeah, it all, the, the show must go on. Um, Absolutely. But, but I can't help but ask, you know, what drives you, really what gets you up in the morning? Oh, just the the intense um, compassion that I have for for women that are suffering, whether it's emotional or physical pain. I just want to be a, a helper, and um, that's what it's always been for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we connected so beautifully um, in a very short yeah. space of time, and you know, just has such an open heart, and uh, yeah, it was it was really nice and. Um, you know, here we are still connected. It's it's really special. Um, I just wanted to go back a little bit to you, maybe the nineteen year old intern uh, at this fertility clinic, or or even um, even before then. What would you share with your younger self now about the road to fertility, or the road to motherhood, or even people listening who might be in that space, um, in not even uh, necessarily struggling with fertility, just thinking about now's the time I want to I want to get pregnant. I mean, what would you, what would you Go back in time and tell that person. Trust the process. Trust your own journey. And, and um, you don't have to hand it over to someone else to manipulate. You can just, you know, have that innate trust in yourself and, and believe in yourself. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Keep it simple. Yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, it, it's big and it's, uh, it's enough. Um, what would be the best advice you've ever received in relation to maybe pregnancy, birth, parenting, something that you could share as well? Let it be, let it take its shape and just sit back on your hands and watch it unfold. Yeah. No, that is a big, that is a big one. I mean, of course, you know, even just, I, I can see myself trying to help my little one undo the buttons, you know, today. Oh, right. You just want to jump in, but actually you're not helping them, are you? I mean, you just, yeah, that's so no, big. I think, I think my life's journey is to learn more patience and compassion. And every day I get those situations presenting to where I have to just ease off and sit back and watch and show the compassion. And you're absolutely right for the little ones getting dressed in the morning. I don't know how many times we have to ask our children, get, would you just please get dressed? Please get dressed 700 times later. And it's like, wait a minute. They know you want them to get dressed. Just watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I heard somewhere as well is that, um, a child has about a 10 second gap between what you say and when it actually goes in. So you're already saying it for the second time and they're just processing what mom or dad actually just said, or grandma or grandpa or whoever teacher just said, you know, but, um, you know, like life is busy and, you know, get those shoes on. I get it. You know, um, oh, yeah. if you could share with listeners, um, I mean, I actually don't really want this episode to end, to be honest, I could keep talking to you for a very long time, but I'd love, I'd love you to share maybe some of your resources that you've either used, um, 
you know, maybe for midwives listening or even just mums out there, some websites or some books that you say that was just something that I want every mum to be to learn or, or new mum to read. Do you have anything that? I like uh, anything um, to do with herbs or um, herbal practices from Susan Weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like anything, of course, from Ina May Gaskin. I, um, I studied advanced midwifery techniques at the farm in Summertown, Tennessee. Wow. So Ina May actually um, taught me how to do a breach, That's amazing, which was neat. Jen. That's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's very cool. Well, many um, people can say that. No, I know. I'm so blessed. Yeah. It's a blessing. Um, Suzanne Arms is amazing too. Anything from her. I'm trying to think. Um, Miriam Zoll wrote a great book um, called uh, Cracked. I think it's called Cracked. I can't remember. Dang it. Miriam Zoll, Z-O-L-L. She wrote a, an amazing book on, it's called Cracked Open. It's on um, fertility, medical fertility um, I, you know, I just, I, I blog about things when I find them, but oh my gosh, how many books does everybody have to read every single day? I go, I go from book to book to book. Right now I'm reading, um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Oh, exactly who it's by. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's just a yeah. Oh, yeah. shame. She's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I think there's too many to mention. Oh, but they're great. They're great. And then you said your your blog as well. I mean, is that that's on your website? It is. It's on um, miraclesbymercier.com. Okay. This is all yeah. going to be in the show notes anyway, so listeners can cool. can find access to that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, thank you so much. I feel blessed that we connected. I mean, you know, what are the chances, you know, someone living in Holland from Australia happens to be in Washington, you know, I mean, thanks to chiropractic really and the, and the ICPA that I was there uh, recertifying and, you know, just, um, yeah, two open hearts connected. And I probably awesome. got to talk to you because I have my gorgeous little one there with me at the time. So he's a nice icebreaker as well. Yes. Um, yes. I think he was just learning to walk those few days. It was quite funny. Actually. He was. Yeah. He was. And I, and I had stuff with me and he was only six months old at the time. So yeah. I think we connected with our babies. Yeah, yeah, easy to do. And that's one thing that's a nice um, – it's so nice when you have babies and, you you know, people are so open and responsive to, to speaking to you. It's like that's another reason to have another one. Um, thank you. Please. Thank you uh, so much. I mean, thank you so much for giving back. It's been a joy. And um, like I said, I don't want this episode to end. I've been looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, just on a little bit of a selfish level, I get to have some time with you. But um, if there's one thing I could ask before – we say goodbye. I mean, how can how can people find out more about you? I mean, are you even thinking about coming to Australia? That would be that would be a gift if the Australians could get access to this um, this therapy that you're doing. Uh, um, I'm working on right now uh, setting up a training in November 2016 in Melbourne. So ah, amazing! No, I know I get to see you and give you a great big hug. Um, so I'm working on it right now. The it's it's coming together fine. And I will have that up on mercietherapy.com soon. So any professional that wants to take the training, um, they're welcome to do so, but we're yeah, so it, lucky. Well, we are so lucky yeah. to have you and, and how can people, um, you know, find, find you or, or email you if you want to share your email address. Yeah, it's miracles by mercier at gmail.com. Okay. So miracles, uh, miracles by mercier, M E R C I E R. Yeah. Yeah. At gmail. Yeah. 
Great. I'll put that in the show notes as well. As, um, and, um, yeah, it's nice to hear your little path to, um, in your journey to what you're doing now. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really special. And, uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your time and, and say hi to the kids for me. And, you know, Claire gets to be on an international podcast now. <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little voice in the background. She's famous. She's famous. Oh, I but, love yeah, it. I thank love you. It. I know our time, our time differences uh, haven't made it so easy. So I appreciate you so much for giving back. Yeah, that's okay. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Jen. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.